0: Travel anymore i'm kicking the adult now See, check it. a show with no boundaries rumblings of an idiot why you're listening to this even he doesn't know and when you need something that's a responsibility that only an adult but my maturity Bodies. the mind of more right deal yes that does mean it's a new show can't believe I'm behind the mic again. It feels like it's been way too long, because it has been way too long. Welcome to the first show of 2017. It will not be the last show of 2017. I have not given up on Mind more and dear. though it may seem like it and feel like to a lot of people, because it's been pretty much two months since I've been able to record, and two months since I've wanted to record in some ways as well. Uh, my voice has been up and down due to allergies and sickness and all that, but December was... Honestly, the worst month I can remember in a very long time. It was just one thing after another. Uh, We lost our dog of 13 years, Sovereign, who lived with my mom and dad. Uh, Cancer had finally gotten to a point where we had no choice but to make our decision to put him down. Uh, During that same weekend that we had to make that choice, my car decided to act up. My throttle positioning sensor and my coolant... A uh, temperature sensor. Both died. So my car was going to hunt mode, trying to be at 4,000 RPMs as soon as you started it up once the engine got warm. And uh, so I also like to accelerate out of nowhere. So it was not fun. It was not any way productive. And uh, I missed a couple days of work, though not enough so I couldn't afford everything. Becca got a new car. Uh, hers finally, she cleared out her savings. I think I touched up on this in the last one, and little did she know that when she bought it, she didn't pay for the tags or her title or all of that. She thought she at least paid for the title switching. No, so my Christmas present to her was a nice $380 check for paying for that one. I uh, got the timing belt replaced on my car after everything else had fall- failed, and this will give you an idea. I just got to a point where I was an emotional wreck, And that's a big reason why I took good old December off. Um, When I was driving my car, uh, we had three weekends in a row where something bad just happened. Just three weeks where, again, I told you about throttle positioning, the coolant sensor. Next week is when the transmission decided, the transmission line decided to burst. Made it to work in limp mode. It went in third gear. It wouldn't shift out or anywhere else. They towed it. After my mechanic, they fixed it. They patched it because they knew I really couldn't afford at that moment to do anything more than patching. Uh, They had to end up replacing the line. No cost to me because on my way back to the house to walk the boys, it burst yet again and no car. And from that, I completely stressed out because I knew my timing belt was about 15,000 miles till it was due to be replaced. But with my luck, I just had this feeling it was going to break on me. And without my car, I can't make any money. And having an interference engine, those who know anything about engines knows how bad that is. Now, luckily, transmission line it survived because there's still fluid in there. Uh, in, on both times where it was able to limp where it needed to go, and it didn't completely destroy it. Thankfully, uh, because that had been gone, I don't know what I would have done. That was why I had to spend the. 800 to get the timing belt. Originally, it was going to be 500 some, but it went up because they also replaced the water pump and everything else, which in my engine, the water pump is sitting right there in the middle of the time belt. Uh, Next car I get, if I ever do get another car, is going to have a timing chain, and that way I don't have to worry about that one aspect because it was so stressful. It was terrible. Top of all this, Melissa's been sick off and on, so it's Becca. So have I, though I can't really say I've been sick. I've been having all sorts of allergy problems. Um, it looks like so is Melissa from the cat. So to all my listeners, if you like cats a lot and you're a good person in the Maryland DC area, please contact me. Uh, Daenerys, she's quirky. She's strange. We love her, but I gotta put it. it we, one thing it was the dogs. Cause when it comes to the dogs, Melissa is completely enamored with her two brothers, And there's no way I could ever let them go. I can live without a cat. I did most of my life. I can't live without a dog. And I can't justify putting her through allergy shots when she turns a year old to keep a cat where I could for the puppies. It's definitely not the boys because when she goes to my parents' house, she has far less breathing problems and allergy problems. And the only difference, they have two dogs. They have an older house. There should be no reason that her breathing should get better there unless, oh yeah, cat. Oh. I have had no voice when I haven't been stressed or I've just been to a point where I was a complete mental wreck and there was no point for me to be behind this mic and trying to talk and spend any type of energy here. So that's why I took that moment of silence and I went even a step further. I got off of social media, really. I haven't been on Twitter much or Facebook and work has also contributed to that. We had a December. I went from having grand total seven drivers to down to two. It's been nothing but one change after another, and trying to keep afloat and making sure everything's all right. And my time has been used elsewhere at all moments. And everyone keeps saying, "Well, it's the kid that changed it." I don't. When it comes to Melissa and I. I can get her to take a nap for a bit. It means I'm also spontaneous because whenever I can get her down, I can get over here and record. The only reason I'm able to record right now is it's MLK. My wife, she's forced to take a floating holiday. So she's actually got Melissa right now over at a friend's house that she hasn't gotten seen see in a bit. And there's no little kid here. So I can just sit down and talk into the microphone without any worries of hearing crying or anything else. But I enjoy hanging out with her. And one of her favorite moves is actually sit here in this room and watch me play video games. So I've gotten able to do that again. And it's been a big stress relief. Uh, her favorites happen to be Borderlands and occasionally Madden, but she really likes to the shoot them up, kill people stuff. So Borderlands 2, Fallout series. She loves Crisis. It's just, I think she enjoys also the graphics because she's very much into art and tapestries. And ah, uh, that's for a whole other segment. But. I just haven't had the chance to sit down and do this without getting mentally interrupted at some point by somebody crying in the background that I need to go take care of and then come back in and try to have a conversation. Uh, I actually talked to Becca today about it because I want to get back to doing these. And it might be on Sunday mornings when baby's not really up yet and she's not really up yet or she'll take the little kid and I come up here and get to record for a little while or any chance like that where I'm just... Everybody else is asleep, and I can sit here behind the microphone. It's playing nice. where I'm still wide awake. I've been up since two dealing with little ones. So it's just coming in here and talking on the microphone again and getting used to it. Because I don't want to go two months without speaking. And so I'm not going anywhere. Vapor Reporter. Uh, I've talked, emailed Rocco. We're actually going to be meeting up hopefully next week. I'm just waiting for an email back. Uh, says so in person he's coming for the inauguration but you can't tell how happy he is i'm happy just because i know well it we might the closest i get to political discussion as of right now on here as fucked up as everyone wants to point at trump it's at least better than what we're going to deal with if it was hillary and the dnc because i'm telling you world war three was right around the corner with them and i ha- finally have hope i really do When it comes to that whole marketing campaign of the Obamas, that their entire presidency was based upon hope for change and all this. And Michelle Obama going on Oprah and talking about how now that they're gone, hope is left. The more you have to spoon feed me and tell me that you are going to be the ambassadors of hope, the less hope I have. I go the exact opposite route. Marketing just doesn't work on me. I don't trust you. It's like when you tell me you have the best burger in the world. I think you actually have the shittiest burger in the world. Or you're world famous. Nah, I don't think you are. It's the same reason why I get in fights with songs all the time. Because if you're telling me you're free-falling, Tom Petty, and keep trying to convince me you're free-falling, I think you're actually doing a controlled fall. Just can't trust it. You didn't have to tell me this many times. That's why I'm not a big fan of love songs, because you're doing way too much work to tell someone how much you're going to be there. I view that five minutes from now, you're going to already be fucking somebody else. But today, I think that's enough venting. I don't know I've spent almost 10 minutes, and let's get to the whole subject of it all. I've had a lot of time to reflect on stuff, not just because it's been a while since I've recorded, but When I sleep downstairs now and I can't find the remote and the TV is off and I can't really get up because if I do, I'll wake up the baby or wake up Becca, which will wake up the baby. I'm then locked in my own head. and Being locked in my own head is a terrible and yet awesome thing. And I kept looking at the subject of beauty. And the thing about beauty is it leads to the subject of criticism or judgment. And I view judgment and criticism are two very different beasts. Hear me out on this one. You can be critical of something and still enjoy it, still like it, still associate with it. You can look at one of your best friends, one of your co-workers, somebody you respect heavily and say, I don't like this or I do like this. You're still being critical when you say you do like it. You're not condemning. You're not sentencing. You're not removing yourself from the situation afterwards by saying, Well, because I don't like this about you, I'm done. Move on. That's judgment. Judgment leads to separation it leads to no forward progress where criticism leads to forward it's the exact opposite they're so different night and day even though you can't have judgment without criticism you can't have the beauty again you can't have ugliness it's all tied together and uh, i've sat here was this thing about why do i enjoy the music i enjoy Yeah, Yes, King Diamond is quite possibly the most influential artist on my childhood. I could put Michael Stipe of R.E.M. and R.E.M. itself right up there with it. And I know those night and day to some people, but I find their music just as equally beautiful. And for me, the artist that I've kind of realized after being stuck in my head so many times, one that meant the most to me, had to be Ison. Whether it was Thou Shalt Suffer, Emperor... Prakatum, Thou Shalt Suffer the Neoclassical Work, Harding Rock, his solo work, anything he's done, I've enjoyed with a passion I can't even explain. There hasn't been one album I've stuck in and just gone, oh well, that was good. It moved me every time. Moved me in a positive way, not a disgusting way, because you can be moved to disgust. That's, again, that at least invokes emotion. It's something good. I always tell people the worst thing it can be is if You're just there. If music is just there or a movie is just on and it was in the background and you took nothing away from it, whether anger or love, what was the point? You just wasted your time. Watching something that you are completely disgusted by, at least it gave you some sort of feeling. You were able to be mad at it for being such a bad film or be appalled by the antics in the film. Something moved you. But when you're watching it, just, eh, background noise. What's the fucking point? That's the only thing I will give judgment on. I want some sort of value or disvalue to whatever it is I put into my ears or my eyes. And for me, sound has always been that positive movement. And I have a lo- number of people I know. I've introduced them to his music. And I have some, I don't get it. And I was like, it doesn't, I, I can't understand it. It does nothing for me. And they'll play me one of their favorite bands, which could be uh, some of the more interesting ones have been things like Letters to Cleo from back in the day, uh, to some of the new crappy stuff like Goddamn Justin Bieber, or a couple country artists. I can't even tell country artists apart anymore because they're all now doing that rap country bullshit, which I cannot stand. I don't care if you like listening to it. I just won't listen to it because I don't get it. There is some judgment to my criticism in the end, but I don't hate anybody who's recording that music. I'll hate you for your actions, not for your art. See, art comes from criticism. does. That's how we're able to determine if it's art. Because true artistry should, again, some way, shape, or form, stir something inside you. When you look at a painting, you should feel, it shouldn't just be something hanging on the wall. When you look at a picture, it shouldn't just be, again, hanging on your wall. You it shouldn't be background music. It should mean something. And the weird part is, we are so different. And it comes down to who you are. And that's why it's hard for me to pass judgment on people. We're very unique individuals. Everybody is. That doesn't make anyone special, though. And that's the weird part. Because people are like, oh, because I'm unique. I'm sp-. No, no. You're still a human being. You're just part of this multifaceted creature. And each one of you are just a part. the same reason why I view there can't just be one god. Because everyone's belief has to have some sort of meaning. And just because my god, my view on god might be different than yours doesn't mean you're wrong. It just means you like that one facet. And you add it all together. I think that's where you get your final product. And humanity as a whole... We're as equally great and shitty of a creature. Because when we are determined and working together... And doing something positive... We could accomplish anything. We could already bend to a whole new solar system... If we would stop our petty bullshit that we love to continue on. But instead we have that other side where we can be just as shitty and get nothing done cuz all we want to do we we are ourselves a beast of extremes there's no middle ground yeah that's just me being critical of humanity there's the truth and judgment does not always have truth judgment can just be opinion where being critical you get to the basic truth and the reason i say that you know humanity again can be great and terrible look no further than our history this country we're trying to be a place of a melting pot where we want everyone to get along and have freedoms and all this and our way of getting to that is through death destruction despair violating the old gentleman laws uh, i had to bring it up to a good co-worker of mine she didn't realize that the only reason why we won the Revolutionary War back in the day was George Washington, who's held up as this almost godlike figure for a number. Of reasons. And that's uh, conspiracy theories. I will have my wife on here with me when I start discussing those, because she is the queen of conspiracy theories. But when it comes to Washington, Washington was held up almost like a deity and that he did no wrong. Yet the whole reason he crossed the Delaware River. To take out those british soldiers in the middle of the night because no one fought on christmas fought on christmas eve well they're not expecting it now's the time to do it it was the gentleman rule no one fought on christmas eve he said fuck it let me go attack that's why this country exists so we again something terrible took place and good came from it and from every good thing comes something bad and vice versa ah oh, it's the way this, it's why it's so hard to pass judgment on everything there's a moral conundrum i love bringing up to people about a small 4-year-old boy who's drowning in a river and a priest who saved him any time i bring it up the people look at me cuz i'll just go was he right or was he wrong for saving him and every time in literally 100% of the time that I've asked this question to people, they all go, well, of course he did the right thing. And then I have to look at them and say, well, tell that to the 6 million Jews that he killed. Because Hitler was indeed drowning in a river in Germany at four years old, and a priest jumped in and saved his life. Priest did the right thing. That's how he could sleep at night. Hitler, the way he could sleep at night was going and Doing his mass genocide, which wasn't even the worst genocide. It was actually Stalin at the time was doing worse, and we're not even talk about the old Chinese genocide. That's again a whole other discussion. Because Hitler was not number three on the number of mass killings among leaders, and he's not even that bad when you think about the numbers. Because it's many, many times over when it comes to Stalin and a certain other individual. Which again, we'll go on mention as of right now. That's its own show. But again, he was saved by a priest. At the end of the night, you have to be able to look yourself in the mirror. You have to be able to go to bed. You have to be able to live with what you do. It doesn't mean that what you did was right. It doesn't mean what you did was wrong. It means was it right to you. And that's a big part about, what like I said, criticizing things can lead to progression. You also have to be very critical of yourself. And you have to live with yourself. And you have to live with what you find acceptable and what you don't. And I would say, do your best to... Only surround yourselves with those types of things you find acceptable. And if you find it reprehensible to what your inner core is, don't be around it. You're only going to destroy it. You're only going to anger yourself. That leads to a lot of these pent up hatred. Moments. For me, being around people, I, it's so weird. My job now compared to when I was working at CVS. When I was with CVS, I saw the worst sides of people at all times because retail brings it out. Whether you're buying or working at it, it was just an awful existence. I feel Everyone should have to work retail, no matter who you are, just so you can understand it. Maybe it would improve that industry. With the food industry is a lot different. I bring you happiness in a bag. Or if I'm behind the bar, I pour you happiness in a glass. It's a place of joy. It's awesome. I can see the best sides. So now I'm not as angry as I used to be. It's actually a really good thing. By surrounding myself with the positive sides of humanity, I've become a better person, a less angry person, than back when I was only surrounding myself with the absolute worst parts of humanity. And that's why I say you have to try to move on to a point where you can be happy every day of what you did. That's why I I even put it, that four-year-old boy in the river, I would have saved. I'm not gonna lie. Regardless of what he did, because at the end of the day, it would have been, how do I sleep at night? Would I feel bad if I hit a kid going on a crosswalk? Yes. Why? Because that's my personal moral code. I do know some others who would go, well, who say that kid didn't grow up to be Hitler? They're absolutely right on that mindset. So. I don't know really what the whole crux of this all is. It's more of knowing who you are. If you really are going to criticize anything, you have to criticize yourself first. Be critical of who you are. Realize who you are. It's a very important thing in all this. You'll never be anyone but you. No matter how hard you try to be somebody else, they've been them for their entire lives. It's the same thing I tell when it comes to companies. Oh, I'll I'll pull up good old Vapor for Life. One of my last discussions I had back in the day when I worked for them as a consultant. It's one of the things that got them mad at me because they were so just obsessed with V2. And I do mean obsessed with them. And I'm like, guys, as much as you keep pointing at them saying you want to be that company and you should be doing the same things that they are. You're never going to be able to do it because they are already V2. You're a vapor for life. Stop being them. Just be yourself. Be who you are and people will love it. It's why Craft Brewery, any one of these little ones that start up and they're trying too hard to be like a dogfish head or a flying dog or any of the other big guys out there. looking at them going, they've already perfected their beer. Do your own. Do something different. Because all you have at the end of the day is yourself. You have your own conscience to live with, your own ideas to live with. You have to be able to sleep at night. And I know that sounds very weird and almost hypocritical from a guy who doesn't sleep at night. But it's because my brain goes 24-7. It's not regret that keeps me up. It's ideas. <sighs> regret, I think I might be able to tuck myself in after a while. Or at least be able to drink myself into a nice little stupor. can do that one. It's just my brain keeps going and going and it drives me fucking insane and that's why I need to do this show. (laughs) It goes back last year as I called it my internet therapy and it truly is. What's in store for next episode? No idea yet. I will find a topic and discuss it. I will feel remiss if I don't bring up one thing though. While I was on this magical break the great Carrie Fisher passed away. And for me, I took it exceptionally hard because when I talk about Carrie Fisher, and it's you know, the day that she passed away, I was just numb and in tears. It was December kicking me in the balls one more time. See, I loved her for her her one man show or one woman show, everyone put it. I loved her for her quick sense of humor. Also loved her because that's when I realized it was no longer a young kid. Star Wars was that watershed moment. When I first watched it as a small child, I was completely enamored by Vader and the Emperor and the Force Lightning. And when I would watch Return of the Jedi, the only joy I would truly get out of it was watching the Emperor using Force Lightning on fucking Luke. And then the anger I would feel when he would get thrown off and killed by fucking Vader. that's neither here nor there. The whole point of this is Carrie Fisher's role. Leia went from being this very strong woman you could look up to. Reminded me, I've always had very powerful women around me in my life. My great aunt Judy, my mother. Her, she was never a sex object until, well, Jedi. And that was when I went from being a small boy enamored by the sci-fi fantasy aspects to, holy shit, she's in a gold bikini and something's going on. She's when I realized I was actually a guy and that I was attracted to women. Changed my whole life. And uh, the fact that she embraced that, in fact, she had a couple of times where she would talk about it and say, when the... You know, there were these people who tried to play and she was objectified. She got mad at Disney for pulling the black uh, box edition figure of her in the gold bikini. You can't, you have to go on eBay. It's like five, $600 before she died. I have no idea how much it is now. And she said, I don't understand why they have such a big deal. I love it. I used to go to bed at night and go, thousands, if not millions of young boys have masturbated to my image. And it makes me happy. She enjoyed the fact that People saw her for being such a exceptionally hot person, but once they got to know her, understanding she was so much more. She was so quick and just—you really want to hear a great story about her? Read Kevin Smith, because there's a man who got to go full circle with her. It's another reason why I love Kevin Smith so much, and he encapsulated everything about her better than anyone else. And Cinnabon with their tweet. To the best buns in the universe, kudos for putting up and fuck you for taking it down. And I stand by that. And all you people were offended by it, fuck you. I'm sorry to end on that note, but I had to say something about Miss Fisher because she was a constant in my child. I, I, Star Wars, what fucked me up is I didn't find out until the prequels in '90. Well, I should say, when the prequel started going to production, so what, 95, 96, other people were completely obsessed with this movie. I thought I was the only one, because of all my friends growing up, nobody was playing with a lightsaber. Nobody was talking about Darth Vader or the Force. I was a Star Wars nerd back when no one, I thought, was just this movie my mom and dad happened to love. Kind of like with Clash of the Titans. I didn't realize it was this worldwide phenomenon Until years later I was like oh shit Who knew? That name. So now I'm going to end it You can find me Mind dot com. I've not put anything up on there Anytime recently Don't know when I will but whatever Also find me at morendeer835 on Twitter I might get on there again soon Start catching up And of course you can find me on Facebook MorendeerDrawgWord Which I haven't been checking out that much lately either But I appreciate everything guys. Appreciate all you all who still listen to the show. And sorry I've taken so much time off, but what do you expect? I got a kid and got a job and need to make sure that ends are meeting before anything else. And I also do need to take care of my own mental health, which means I gotta get behind this mic. And with that, have a great night and thank you.